One. What were you going to say? <laughs> you said one, but it sounded like you just went one. 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 Games. All right. One, two, three. It's, it's tabletop, tabletop time. time. I'm Dave. I'm Jazza. I'm Jen. And you awkwardly tried to say your name before yeah, me when we predetermined the order with dice. I'm sorry. Yeah, and again, Rob and I equaled our roles. So I think we're just destined to. What are the to- chances of that are? I don't know, but that's is that three in a row that's, now? I think that's three in a row. I will say, Jen, in 40k terms, I'm really proud of you for trying to seize the initiative. That was a really cool <laughs> thing to do from a gameplay perspective. You always attempt to seize. <laughs> Amazing. We pick up on chapter seven. Let's do a little bit of a recap from our player's perspective. Let's uh, let's go in reverse this time. Let's start off with Brick, who was the thumbnail of chapter six. I was. With a spot of... Mess on his face. Uh, we encountered some people in a forest that were in a, a tough situation, so I decided to separate someone's left half from their right half. <laughs> I'm sorry. The uh, the hidden nugget of trivia here is that the thumbnail, oh my the, God. the first draft of the thumbnail was re- this character rent in twain. Yeah. And we were like, holy shit, Alicia. Is this, is this, and she was like, oh, sorry, is it too much? It wasn't even like a slight, like a slight gap. It was, it was like, like string cheese. Like, in the middle. It was badass. It was so good, but it wasn't YouTube friendly. So yeah, we no. did have to wind it We should have kept it. We should we should have kept, kept it for us. Yes, we should have shared that with patrons. I wish maybe there's a draft. I'll look it up. But anyway, yeah. continue, sir. Um, I mean, yeah, that was it. I I I separated two halves of this man and then finished off two others before continuing to the forest to have a sleep next to some feral wolves. Just nice. brick doing brick things. Brick yeah. doing brick things. Yeah. Just brick. Hashtag just brick things. <laughs> Tell us about Catalina's experience. Um, So we met a girl named Lilith who is a bit of a wild child from what we can sort of tell. Mm -hmm. Um, And she seems to be able to communicate with animal beings. So Catalina is a bit onto her and not too sure if she's got maybe some magical Mm. abilities. Um, Yeah. And then we're sleeping there for the night and ready for the next day, I believe. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, Delvin has been experiencing some interesting changes. Or Delvin's mostly been experiencing constant rejection, but that's nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, other than that, though, I've got this warm, fuzzy feeling in me, Tommy. I keep being trying to focus on my job, and then there's these distracting women around me, and they're just, well, I think it's that. Something like that. Weird feeling I've never felt before. Mm-hmm. Huh. Cool. You also heard a voice at the beginning of the previous chapter that was, is uh, may eventually be noteworthy. Oh, yeah, there was a prick who was shouting at me from a window. Or <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> All right, and we, we pick up the next morning uh, after our adventuring party has rested the night. Now, I'm going to say Catalina has not had a very restful night. Yes. She actually rolled a one in her sleep, and it, it's, these are not normal circumstances as sleeping goes, so you were very uncomfortable and quite disturbed in your sleep. And, in fact, um, it was only, you know, a little over 24 hours ago that uh, Catalina experienced a very interesting prophecy and that, that sort of kept her awake and was swimming back in her head. Yep. So I'm going to give you a negative of some sort, but I'm not quite sure what that is. Let me start off by giving everyone a destiny point refresh. Uh-huh. Take that, uh, especially for your amazing role play. And Catalina, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to give you, I'm just going to say your your 
still tired. You haven't had a proper rest. Yep. So let's just, uh, what's a good way to say fatigued? Because I'm thinking like minus one to endurance rolls yeah. until you rest properly again. Um, rather than physical dice checks, I think endurance specifically. Yep. Okay, I'm let's do that. that. Cool. Minus one to endurance checks yeah. for the day or until you rest. You know what could be fun? I don't know, maybe we should uh, have a little bit of behind the scenes play with this. But we could have a kind of exhaustion that's uh, a negative to mental checks initially, not physical. Oh, yeah. Because I think if you're fatigued, your Everything brain goes, goes a lot numb. more than your physical goes. Like you could still lift mm. something just as heavily if you're meant, like if you didn't sleep well, but your you brain is fuzzy. You could probably walk fuzzy. a similar distance. Yeah. Or maybe perception. So it'd be it like, be interesting. yeah, you, you have... Maybe a bit, bit lacking. Yeah, yeah, then you'd only get like 40 dice for yeah. perception as <laughs> opposed know, to I 41. Think, I think if she rolled a one, I'd probably go for like a more broad mental yep. checks, but let's go perception because you got a two. Sure. Yep. So negative one to perception. Okay. So you're just like a bit hazy, a little bit dreary and very weary. Yep. Don't worry, I'm very perceptive. So we have two early risers in the group as far as I understand. Uh, so we let's role play out. I have a question. Next morning, yes, sir. You in the front. My mystery vocation. What's the uh, what's the attribute that that's buried under? Mm. Intelligence. Okay. Speaking of your mystery vocation, in the last chapter, I sort of piloted your mystery vocation. Mm -hmm. I told you when to roll a dice. Mm -hmm. Now I want you to pilot your mystery vocation. Okay. I want you to to choose when to roll the dice or if to roll the dice. Mm -hmm. I will give you clues here or there, but every now and then you can choose to pick up on them and take and roll Mm -hmm. or or take them or not. But now it's in Delvin's hands to be like, there's something I'm feeling. Do I explore this in these contexts or not? Out of character. So Delvin's (laughs) not aware of this. I'm pretty sure that I have like detect magic. That's like I feel like Delvin has detect magic, mm-hmm. um, and that I don't know more than that. It just feels like the vibe is when I I can sort of sense other magical things and roll yeah. to see if it's definite like where it is. Mm-hmm. So that's I don't know. I, I'm assuming that's the angle that I'm going to be rolling in, but we'll see. Cool. All right. Well. If you play in that direction, we'll see where we end up. In the meantime, uh, the, like the golden dawn is a, approaching. It's not quite morning yet, but it's getting there. Well, early, early, early morning. And uh, those of you who are conscious or choose to be uh, will probably notice some rustling about as Lilith is sort of gathering her things and preparing to go out for a bit of a hunt. Um, but it's dim. It's not quite sunrise yet. So who who would be awake? Who would be sleeping? Yeah, I'll be up. So the first lights hit. Yeah, uh, yeah. starting to. Uh, yeah. Delvin wakes up. Okay. I, I I would say I'd get up and do a carter. Okay, cool. Training. I'm going to say, let me roll for this. Ten right in the middle. Uh, Medela's still asleep. She's been she's in the comfy stop spot. She's resting. She's been pretty overwhelmed for a while. She's still a young girl, so got to recover. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Brick is doing his carter. Take us through that. It's flowy and strong. I'm not sure what. Let's see how strong it is. Okay. Take a roll. Yeah, just a base combat check. I'd just say, yeah, your combat yeah. roll. Let me go <coughs> to my character sheet. How does Brick think about and approach his carters emotionally? Um. 
you know, he takes pride in it if it's a job well done and he'll probably chastise himself a little bit mentally if it's not up to the standard that he believes it should be. Mm. And I think you're sort of definitely aware to a degree that there's a little bit of a hunt um, expected to happen this morning, especially for food um, led by Lilith. So it might be some sort of, might be connected as far as what you're aiming at. So let's see how sharp you're feeling. What's my challenge? What's my challenge? It's going to be better based on your roll. Four? Five. Five. You're pretty sharp this morning. You have been sharper, but... I'd say you're, you're hitting your flow state. You're mm-hmm. feeling on your game and you're definitely, like you start to work up a sweat, feeling quite strong and the blood is flowing um, and you're, you're ready for combat. Sounds good. Delvin and Catalina. Um, Lilith turns broadly to the side and sees some of you sort of getting up and moving, obviously observes the carter. She's never seen anything like it, so she does stand and watch in, somewhat in awe for a while and she also saw you split a man in half and so she... Keeps her distance, mm-hmm. watches like she's reserving, bit of shock, but respect and fear. <laughs> fear is what I'm going for. <clears throat> yeah. I th- it's almost like a hucker in a way. It's like this yeah. a war dance. That's a good um, way to look at it. Yeah. I like that. It, Im- it's, it impresses her. It definitely has that effect. Um, when that's sort of over, she sort of tends. She assumes that you're coming at this point, given the display sure. on the hunt. Um. She assumes Delvin you're is, not coming on the Delvin, hunt. Delvin is stand. He so he sort of gets out of bed, looks down at Medela, sees sort of toes poking out of blankets because they were sleeping in the same bed. He takes his blankets off and covers them. Like he, he's kind of not paying attention. Covers her feet, and then she, uh, and then he nestles his what he was using as a pillow, just sort of on top of her head a little bit to block the sunlight from her eyes so it doesn't wake her up as early. And then he stands up and turns back to the rest of the group and then he says, someone's got to watch the camp, eh? Scream loudly if you'll need us. Oh, I'm good at that. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Cool. So um, she heads off uh, with Brick in tow. Um, Brick, I'm assuming you're trusting that these these guys have got uh, protecting Medela. Well, I just said scream loudly if, if you need okay. us. So what was Catalina doing? I'm going to go have a bath. How long will you be a cat? However long as I need. Okay, but what's that in real time? <laughs> Probably about half an hour. All right, good to know. Um, just random question. Um, yes. Is Catalina taking her heart she to the bath? Yes, okay, just yes. wondering, just curious. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, let's let's start off with. <laughs> sure. That sounds weird with Catalina's bath, but no. Do you want to like just explain what you're actually doing? Yeah. So uh, Catalina's going to venture out into where uh, Lilith's told her to go, mm-hmm. and she's going to probably have a really quick bath just because yeah. why not, and then get dressed, and then she's going to start playing her harp. What does she play to? She's going to play a song that is. Reminiscent of the vengeance that she saw Brick take. So mm. it's probably a bit more of a darker sort of uh, ballad yeah. than it would be normally. Um, kind of just trying to channel that sort of energy and darkness. Great. Yeah. Let's roll for it, shall we? Cool. You have three dice to roll. How many mana points do you have currently? I believe I have zero. No, one. One left. Yeah. Yeah, I think you used a destiny point to hold on to one. I think that's mm. correct, yeah. yeah. Good roll. You're fully replenished. Um, 
and I had mentioned in the last chapter that Delvin has one return, that feeling of fullness, which came from a very good night's sleep, we may suspect. <laughs> Catalina plays a beautiful song that echoes through the forest, but not so far that anyone could hear, um, which is a freeing feeling because it's been a long time since you've had the freedom to mm. play without concern for being overheard or being truly yourself. You get to do that. And it's, a, it's a treasured moment because they're, they, they're few and far between, which makes the forest that little bit more beautiful mm. as you return. Let's go on a hunt. Brick and Lilith. Let's start off. I'm gonna, I guess I've got to start off with a bit of a destiny roll um, to sort of see what game is like at the moment. Okay. Better than average. Now, Lilith is leading the hunt. What is, what's your little what's your little smile? Um I just know that hunting requires some level of stealth. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's a good point. It is. I'm gonna get you to make a an assist check. Um but I'm gonna get you to assist with survival, not stealth. What's your survival? Where's Two. It's the same. Oh, let's hope it's not shit. You <laughs> <laughs> destiny, I guess. Go on. Give it a crack. Ooh. Oh, wow. It's bad. <clears throat> Two no success. Fails. How does that play out? As she uh, sort of leads you and signals and she's delicately. Let me just make her roll. Oof. Oh, my God. Wow. So she gets a five. A two. So, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and do this. So Lilith and her pet wolves are briskly walking through this forest, dodging around trees and bushes under branches, moving this one out of the way slightly so it doesn't make a snap, watching her foot placement so she's not standing on any twigs or, or dry leaves. It's really quite masterful. Her, her, her woodsmanship is incredible. Brick walks dead straight, snaps the branches <laughs> as he walks past. <laughs> yeah, nothing. She tries to subtly communicate, like, at first through, like, subtlety, like, you know, giving these, like, these eye, like, flickers and these, these hand careful gestures. Eventually, she just throws her up, uh, her arms up in the air and says, we are not going to catch anything with this sound you carry with you you lumbering and she catches herself and says have you ever hunted before <laughs> you hunted fish that with your toes <laughs> I don't true. think it's going to work the same way <laughs> to be honest what does Brick say the game I'm used to hunting is a lot slower and probably bigger than what lives in these woods. Or people. I'm afraid this might not work out. I would appreciate your combative abilities, but, I mean, I've seen three games that we could track in the last ten minutes, and all three have darted away from the echoes from... A mile away. Is there some way to draw them to us? That's not usually how I do it. Um, I can think of a way. 
She looks thoughtful. She kneels down on the ground and makes this little whistling sound and starts like, there's just, just some odd sort of sounds, like a few clicks and a little mm-hmm. growl even that you could hear. Now, you had noticed on the journey so far, in fact, I'm going to get you to make a perception check to see what, how much you, you've noticed. <clears throat> Let's say challenge level three. That was a very good roll. Oh, yeah. spicy. Finally. I see all the... You may not be good at hunting, but you are very right adept there. at observing combatants and hunters. And you pick up sharply. And in fact, that's probably one of the reasons you're not uh, adapting well to the surroundings and the movement is because you're following and observing Lilith, yep. who's, as you pointed out, moving adeptly, seems to know the space very intimately and with a familiarity that's just natural to her. But what you're also finding very interesting that a lot of people would not pick up on is the animals around her. Uh, the wolves in particular, uh, no, the wolves to a degree, but actually more than anything, the eagle and the mountain lion are moving seemingly based on some of the clicks and sounds that she's making, mm-hmm. um, even the subtle signals, and sometimes seeming to react to like a pause and they seem to be moving in a decisive way. Yeah. Um, all the time she seems to be letting a breath, breaths out, like she's whispering at nothing. Mm-hmm. But it also it looks very subconscious. You're, you're just, this is, you're picking up keenly on all these things that yeah. actually most people just wouldn't notice because it wouldn't look like anything, except that the animals look well-trained and they've done this before. But you're seeing a connection here quite yeah. clearly. <clears throat> And it's at this point that kneeling down that you observe almost a, a sense of instruction and a plan. <clears throat> and then she does make sort of a clear signal. You've also noticed that there is a, a hawk sort of above yeah. that, sort of been a falcon, I should say. It's been sort of circling. She stands up. She says, I don't normally do it this way. And I prefer to spare the living where possible, but I have a debt to repay. We will wait. And you wait. You wait for a good 10 minutes. And she's watching clearly in a specific direction. And it seems like off in the distance, there's um, a deer that moves between the trees and decides to eat from a certain spot, far, like barely in sight. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's another 10, 15 minutes later that both of you notice. Um, distant, uh, a pack of unrelated wolves, sort of more wild wolves that are approaching on this deer. And that's when she looks at you and sort of gives gives you the signal to hold, but the the time will come. Yep. Um, She doesn't have her bow. In fact, she says as much. I don't have my bow. This is normally where it would be easy, but we need to get close. They will turn on us. For some reason, that doesn't worry me as much as it might. But she, she's she got like a machete-looking yep. knife and a dagger and uh, looks at your bardache and nods and, and waits. <clears throat> cool. Within a moment, the wolves turn on the deer, pounce on it, and the attack begins. The deer starts to flee and something... <laughs> meaning that the deer was caught so off guard and the wolves were so prepared, meant that this scuffle did not last long. Yeah. And they have the deer um, in such a way that 
adept hunters don't want to let go when they're winning their game. Mm-hmm. And she leaps off ahead. So do you try and keep up with her? What do you do? <clears throat> yeah, no, I'm charging as well. Okay, you're attacking. You go head into the fray. Three wolves that you have the chance to catch off guard. Um, so both of you are going to get to roll a sneak to have a surprise attack. It's like, oh, so, okay. What is your reflex? Uh, one. You're, you're uh, faster than her, you're, at least in your ability to react. So what, you arrive at a similar sort of time. Yeah, um, I just want to charge. So you're not trying, you're go- not going for stealthy, but you won't. So she's going for stealthy and you observe this because this is her declaration. Yeah. So you see her like darting around and like jumping on the sides of tree trunks as she moves towards the prey. Um, but you're going to get there a little bit quicker and you're just... <laughs> yeah. Like rugby running. <laughs> yeah, in the middle of the forest. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I'm going to say the wolves all have one reflex each. So you're going to roll off against the wolves reflex. There's two fours and one one. And you get a two. So uh, one of them is on the neck and not going to let go and are completely distracted. Two of them are circling in and turn to you and notice you. Uh, and in the first round of combat, they are going to uh, be fully prepared for your declaration, which is going to be... I'm going to take the one that is currently latched onto the neck of the deer. So you're taking the one off guard. Yeah. You get a free attack. Yeah. So that'll be uh, your attack and your swing will be wide enough that it may fell another beast if it's good enough and beats their attack. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, Lilith, Lilith... Let me just get her combat roll. Cool. So this is Lilith's roll. Mm-hmm. Oof, terrible. I guess in the run-in, <laughs> she's primed and prepared for a very, very specific method that is completely thrown off guard as the quarterback lunges down the middle <laughs> and you feel the earth thud under his feet. So she she's like completely thrown off guard as you get past. And she does get in and get a swing, but we'll see how that plays out. Let's uh, take your roll, sir. <laughs> Two, three, four, five, six. Nice. That's your roll, six? six. Very nice. I'm going to say there's two, these two wolves that are on guard, they have a target each. Mm-hmm. One for you, one for Lilith. The first got one. <laughs> and the other, who won't be in range of your swing, got one. Also got one. <laughs> yeah. So the wolf that Lilith leaps on, they basically end up in a grapple and she rolls on the ground and starts to like hold it by the throat, but it, it almost it's has her wolf. by the throat. So it is like... Very close. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Meanwhile, your roll of six is an insta-kill to a completely otherwise occupied and distracted wolf. Yeah. And a a success of... I'm going to say, how do we play out the attacks of it? Do we half the roll rounded? I think if we want to use what I was playing with, it was you can... So this, the cogent core rules state that you can fight a number of people equal to, um, I think it's half your roll, mm-hmm. basically. If you're, what's your combat roll, Brick? I got the six. six. No, your total dice. Oh, uh, then was nine because I had charging. So you could you could fight four people simultaneously because you round down. Yeah. But then the little thing that I'd been playing with was the idea that you can only take your full roll and, and inflict damage against one target, okay. but you can fend off the others. 
but you could opt to target one additional thing, but each time you do, you drop two dice. But then your roll can hurt everything you're fighting. I like that. Let's do that, but we won't be able to apply it in the way that you drop two dice because you rolled, but yeah. I will allow you to um, inflict any non-injuring penalties on the second wolf. But otherwise, you get insta-kill on the first wolf. Yeah, I'll take a non-injuring penalty. Okay. It's just a head latched onto a deer now. The rest of the wolf is on the ground. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Firmly on the throat. Yeah. Um, Take the deer too. Just beheads a wolf and a deer in one swing. I mean, if I get if I get a minor victory, I'm assuming it's like level one thing, which would be stagger. You stagger a wolf. You can stagger. That will be a minus two to their next roll. Okay, let's do that. Okay. Yeah, that's a good choice. All right, the next round of combat, and Lilith and the wolf are, as you say, neck and neck. One, two, three, four. Well, you five, said they had each other by the throat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So this is Lilith's roll. Three successes, a bit better. Okay. And then the wolf. Two. two successes. So Lilith is having a mighty struggle with the wolf. It seems that... Do you know what I'm going to do at this stage? Trail the tiger uh, won't have let her fight alone. So yeah. it's at this point that while she reached him first, um, he was... <laughs> enacting the first cause of action, which is stealth and then yeah. attack, and that was all thrown off. Um, but then he, uh, I'm going to give Churl an attack on the same tiger. Um, a little more effective with roll of three, and I'm going to say it's sort of like, uh, do you know what, with a uh, flanking, doesn't <laughs> effectively eyes. do much more. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that both of them, I'm, I'm going to say that Churl bites, gets a level... Uh, it was level two then. Level two injury, mm. and meanwhile Lilith has staggered the wolf. Yeah. So for the next round, for yeah. roll. Um, now we have this the wolf that you are facing, mm-hmm. um, who gets two dice to roll, and you get your full combat roll. <clears throat> your challenge level is one. Bye, Wolfie. Bye, Wolf. Three, four, four. Oh. Wasn't that great? Yeah, three successes over that. So you get to. It's not bad. That's a serious injury yeah. if you want it. At least you are. At least you started it off with a bang. (laughs) What do you choose to do, sir? Murder. (laughs) Kill it. I was like looking at what I can do. I'm like, I can trip the wolf. I can disarm the wolf. How does that work? Just take off its teeth. I don't think (laughs) you'd... uh, Hit it with the butt of the weapon and... Just you can knock its teeth out. Yeah, fuck yeah, let's do that. What's okay, the hell? Yeah. Hit it with the, the butt of the weapon. Like <laughs> okay, cool. Weapon. So you've decapitated the wolf on the neck um, and sort of side shoved in that first attack. And now, do you yeah. want to describe your action? Yeah, so I'm thinking uh, after taking the uh, the initial cut on the, uh, on the other wolf, decapitating it, swinging around and getting back into position to fend off any nearby attackers. And in the process of that, just smashing the haft of my weapon into its mouth. And you take out more than half of its teeth very effectively. It is uh, going <laughs> to... That negative two stagger is now a negative two permanent to its role as far as its attack goes. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the wolf that Lilith and Churl are fighting is getting the... Uh, is def- They have the upper hand on him for sure. Yeah. Um, his role is unsuccessful. Meanwhile... Lilith moves in and 
Good night, Wolves. And slices the throat effectively right in the right place while Churl holds oh, it in place. Love the idea that Churl like grabs the back of the neck, like yeah. I was doing, like pulls its head up and then she's across <laughs> the throat. And they do indeed work very harmoniously. They uh, attack as one. Meanwhile, Brick uh, just attacks everyone. I would, like, <laughs> I would like to then scream at the wolf. Like a bestial growl. The bestial the bestial growl at the wolf face to face. The wolf that has no teeth. Who attacked you uh with two dice. It's pissed off, but it has oh, it ha- it's in its last leg, in its last ditch effort, and seeing its kin be its pack be murdered. It throws its full might at you. You have a challenge level two in your final combat roll. If it is your final combat roll, we'll see how it works out. What do you choose to do, Brick? So it's jumped at me? Yeah. Can I grab it? No. I should I, I made a mistake here. You should declare first. Because technically it's faster. It's faster. So Yeah. I might change what it chooses to do, depending on what you want to do. I I should have done that the other way around. I love the idea of grabbing it and throwing it against a tree. You can show you that can be your role. Well, but, I mean, I technically I don't want to kill it, but I already took out a lot. Why don't thing. you want to kill it? Aren't you trying to hunt them? Well, I don't need this much food. <laughs> You're just playing with it, <laughs> with it at this point. Well, I wanted to scare it off. Well, you've already killed it. Well, that's what I'm thinking. You can't eat now. Yeah, you've already killed it. Yeah, Mercy shake it once. That's fine. Kill it. <laughs> a wolf with no fangs is a dead wolf. <laughs> is a dead wolf. Yeah, I agree. Well, now I feel bad. Um, <laughs> you feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> it took this. Yeah, go on. Um, Play it out, man. What you do? Yeah, fuck! I hit it with the weapon. I hit it with my weapon. <laughs> it's so disappointing. You could have made it feel bad about itself before you killed. Well, you did. You knocked out his teeth. So yeah. All right, go on. Final attack. Two. It's a stalemate. <laughs> Is that one or two? That's two. That's two. Okay. Um, I'm going to keep the original wolf's roll because it was good and it's better drama. <laughs> uh, your Shocked, I think, by even though you completely had the upper hand, there's a tenacity um, and an energy from this wolf. Like, you, you know, you took everything from it and it is now at you and it will take in every part of its being fight you until one of you dies. And it's meeting you in this round. Now, obviously, you're thrown off. Um, but... As the scuffle continues and you're both sort of wrestling, and this is the large, I'll say it's the larger wolf, um, Lilith and Shaw stand up and they seem to actually take pause, not out of any sort of maliciousness, but it is more curiosity to see how you fight, I think. Fuck yeah. They're both observing. All right. What do you declare? I would like to enter close combat. Okay. You're going to make a combat roll. You have to beat it by at least one. Or you have to get at least a level one victory. Mm-hmm. Which, you know. <laughs> uh, let's say I'll give you the challenge level first. It's two. This this wolf is pissed. One, two, three. But you succeed. I love your strategy of entering close combat and losing half your dice. Two dice. <laughs> two dice. And your weapon. And my weapon efficiency. Yeah. So, like, five dice? Now, you did make a non-lethal declaration. Yeah. So actually you could have rolled with more dice, I believe. You could have added to your combat roll. But that was a really good roll anyway. Um, so you, you are fully in close combat like you are He's right up odds. close to this wolf. Now can I grab it? You want to throw it? 
I want to hold it down. Yep. Uh, at this point, because you succeeded that check so well, I'm just going to give you a grip check, challenge level three. Actually, two. Its roll was two. So challenge level two. Two. Three. three. Yep. Slam it down on the ground. There's a that slight wounded dog sound uh-huh. as you push it and you feel some bones start to Help. brittily... Uh, express their concern (laughs) under your grip. What do you choose to do? Now this dog is fully prone. This wolf, sorry. Or innocent little dog that never hurt anyone, depending on how you see it really. But anyway, go on. (laughs) What's Lilith doing? Still watching. Just watching? She hasn't reacted to the fact that I'm holding this dog or this wolf in its place. They seem to be just very interested right now. I'm just going to keep holding it. Until she speaks. What are you waiting for? Your skill with animals, can it be taught? What do you speak of? Oh, you have a wild cat that is not attacking anything. Can this wolf be made to be docile? This wolf has been made to be useless. Unless you want to gum your enemies. <laughs> I don't see the purpose of having this creature live in torture. I've never had a pet. <laughs> she looks at you disbelievingly like, what is pet? It's n- not what the, the cats and the falcon are to you. They're my companions. You speak of slaves. You would like a slave. She said to the Phelan call. Yeah, Not knowing that. the implications. <laughs> the wolf didn't ask. <laughs> I feel bad. No, 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 no. This is, no, this is sick. Just you're what brick. Does brick like, yeah, play it out, wouldn't man. give a crap, yeah. right? No, it's true. It's what he knows, yeah. and he's it's what he's observed. Kill. This is not this I, I, I is think, not outside of I the realm of the observation of, what... of Lilith coordinating with all of those animals yeah. working cohesively is kind of what like, a way to hunt. Yeah. yeah, how do I get that? What, totally what, get all it. All my companions are dead. No Ra- one else knows them, how to fight. Raise them from pack from mm. cubs and stuff. I guess. I mean, yeah, that's probably the way. Getting an adult it. wolf is not going to work. I, I love. I love the. I love the uh, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Well, like as I said, I guess great way to explore it. So good. Yeah. How do you respond to to that? I'll snap its neck. I don't know what tre- check that would be. It's prone, which is what minus three or minus two wins. I forget. I think in this instance, you just make. I think in this instance, you snap it. Yeah. <laughs> it's got no teeth and you, you've got it completely prone. So yeah. with uh, a clear understanding of when and where you finish the wolf. Yeah. <laughs> but she looks at you with a renewed fascination. Well, she just accused me of wanting to have a slave, <laughs> which I would think is pretty ironic. Yeah, it, it certainly is. Um, Knowing the implication that I'd have to look after this wolf to give it food because I've just destroyed its way of eating. Like, I'm pretty, pretty 
pretty obvious. It's not really a slave. It implies I'm getting some use out of it other than companionship. You actively chose to do that to it. Yeah. Right, she... I needed a way to, to subdue it, and I was hoping it would, like, run off. Hmm. She expresses that the wolves are um, going to be useful for pelts, hmm. um, suggests that they carry them, but the deer is really the food. Um, and as she helps you to sort of gather these things and yeah. use her animal companions to sort of assist... She seems a little distant. She seems a little uh, more concerned about you than before. But she speaks and says, do you solve all your problems with this charging, this brute force? Not that it doesn't have its place. It's just nothing like I've witnessed before. It was much more imposing when I had my companions, but they are gone now. It is just me. You had companions? Yes. Like mine? And she looks around. Like me. They will be gone. Bigger. <laughs> she like, looks disbelieving. Um, were we a, to have more time... I think there may be things we could learn from each other, but I'm afraid your your friends need to continue traveling. However, there is something about it that concerns me, being truthful. It scares me to see that in humanity. They are not my friends. They are my masters. Ah... She looks with a little more understanding. She gets the opening up. Very interesting. She nods and she's paused. At this point, the packing up of the the creatures is sort of sat in the background (laughs) as she she literally, she stands there and contemplates you for 10 minutes. Whether you choose to do anything is entirely up to you, but she just stands there looking at you and considering. Eventually she says, this... Strength, fearsome ability you have. I've seen it channeled by some people in terrible ways. You are not terrible, but you could be. This is terrifying. I am simply what I was made to be. What have you chosen to be? Have you chosen to be anything? I have no choices. This is fun. She she shakes her head. She says, ah, that, that may be the lesson that I could give you. We all have choices. We're all but animals. Perhaps you are in the wrong habitat, but you have choices. If these are not your friends, they needn't be your companions, let alone your masters. You can choose your companions. However, you should also choose where you use your terrifying power. The effect that a beast can have on its habitat is truly terrible. 
would like to say this with an air of finality to the conversation, almost like yeah. taken aback a little bit that she's implied that my masters aren't the ones that oversee like my life. Yeah. They are my masters. And then I'm just going to stop talking and put up like a wall. She gets the message. Yeah. Sent, and you sense a little bit of disappointment, but that she doesn't care to inflict anyone or what she thinks about anything. It's very clear as she nods and starts packing up the animals. And um, meanwhile, we return to the camp. Very peaceful little, <laughs> calm, little the embers of the campfire. How, sort of how long to, was Cat away for? I said half an hour, so maybe make it like 40 minutes instead. Okay. So I'm going to make a perception check mm-hmm. as you re-enter the camp. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you do anything or explore anything while she's gone? A three. three. Is that enough to hear her re- approaching the camp? Only if she's rolling stealth. Otherwise, I would say yes. Okay. <clears throat> As you sort of crest and round into the... Because it was in a little hollow, wasn't it? Like uh-huh. a little, yeah. yeah. As you round into it, um, you see Delvin standing there, almost waiting, seems to be like waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just pink and beaded with sweat. Like his face is just pink. And he's holding his big, like fluffy, uh, oversized jacket in front of him. And you can see his bare arms. Like, he's not wearing... He's got his trousers on, but he's yeah. taking his jacket off. And he just looks kind of awkward and shifty as you arrive. Delvin, are you ill? Uh, well, have you ever had a sleep so good that you go and have another one? <laughs> I suppose. Uh, he fell asleep right next to the fire. I need to go. Where's that river? <laughs> do, oh. you, do, you, do you need a mic interception check right about now? Is that what's happening? Maybe. <laughs> let's not talk about that. I think maybe let's just roll some inconsequential random dice for no reason or a deception check. Maybe. Okay, fine. <laughs> Be that way. <sighs> Bully. <laughs> Has Medela woken up at this point? Is she still asleep? She's starting to stay. Yeah, she's... Uh, at, the, at this point, she's sort of playfully looking around. And really curious, but cautious. Oh, no. Three successes. All right. You have a challenge level three for a perception check. But minus one. Yeah. Minus one. Good remembering. Yep, that's what I want. Yeah, okay. Two. Two. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, fully... Um, believe that Delphin just woke up naked and incredibly sweaty from a second sleep. I'm wearing pants. I've taken off my padded jerkin because it's too hot. But he looks like, you know, sometimes you wake up from a sleep sweaty. Yeah, really gross. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, He just had that. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, so I'll turn to the side and be like, oh yeah, it's just take a left. Cool. Go past this tree. And as Delvin, thank thank you, Kat. Uh, I'll be heading off now. You you look after the kid. Um, as I walk <laughs> off to the camp, he very clearly does that thing where, like, he stays facing Catalina the whole time and, mm-hmm. like, cu- cu- like hugging his jacket to himself. Um, clearly very self-conscious of his body because he's not wearing a shirt. And then, like, backs out of the clearing and then heads off. Oh. Right, okay, well. Medela, you're awake. Yes. Uh, where have you been? Where is Brick? 
Oh, uh, Brick is out hunting with uh, Lilith. They don't think they'll be too far away. Um, I took a lovely bath, but uh, I don't recommend that you uh, take one now. <laughs> no, she giggles. And then she looks around and she's like, this place looks so different during the day. It's like an alcove. I've never seen so much green in my life. Is this your first time in a jungle? I have, I have seen some oases, forests, um, but not like this. And she looks above and there's a canopy. And there's, you'll see, you see in daylight, there's some jasmine and blossoming flowers. And now that the sun has risen, it, it is a beautiful mm. home uh, that, that um, sorry, my, the name escapes me, Lilith has yeah. made. Uh, and you can tell that. Yes, indoors, outdoors. It, um, it, it's a beautiful shelter. I turn to Medela and I say that it is truly beautiful. I'm a little fearful though. I mean, with everything going on, how safe is she here? I don't know. I, I never would have guessed someone would live in a place like this. Mm. Are there more? Is this a thing that you Easterners do? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. She's the first I've ever encountered on my travels. Hmm. What do you think? She looks considering, ready to consider your opinion. (laughs) She's strong and she has her companions. I think that she'll be okay, but I am concerned. Do you find yourself concerned after people often? I am fearful for those that maybe don't have someone around to protect them. Like their parents or anyone, really. I can't help but feel a little bit vulnerable. Maybe she needs a brick. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she does. That is a good idea, Medela. She looks like she's remembering how much she misses her parents right now. And she oh, goes dang a little it. bit quiet. What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but she, she sits by the, the fire that's now sort of starting to really feel stoked and warm mm-hmm. um, you sort of keep her company and it after- looks like it was over stoked by someone who didn't really know <laughs> what they were doing and just put too much wood on it yeah and eventually it starts breathing it's a beautiful fire someone's made <laughs> <laughs> um yeah you probably got like another 10 minutes before anyone arrives so if you wanted to look around or whatever you're welcome to but otherwise i'm happy to go we have uh you hear <laughs> some thuds through the forest you're like Almost comically, like you look over and past this sort of edge of where the canopy is least solid to connect into a wall-ish area of this this domain. You see the trees starting to wave a little bit in the distance. Oh, I believe our companions will be returning. (laughs) And in walks uh, Brick and Lilith, accompanied by a few of her friends, but then (laughs) carrying on them three... Well, two and a half wolves <laughs> and uh, and a deer. And Lilith sort of nods, acknowledging everyone, but immediately grabs the deer and goes in. And she sets to work, um, and she has done this a thousand times. And in a almost like it's a an art process, she goes into a flow state and just pulls apart these creatures in a, there's almost a respectful air about it, but a really direct way that it's done. 
until after a not significant portion of time, there are three beautifully removed wolf pelts. Um, the parts really sort of gathered together, ready to be sort of put to use. And the deer, um, as she sort of, she washes her hands between these different things and she has some different herbs that she sort of rubs between the different steps as she moves to a food prep preparation stage. Mm-hmm. But she's hung the wolf pelt uh, over a different fire. She started to get things moving, but she's not going to use that for food to dry out these wolf pelts. And she's just in it and mm-hmm. working to, uh, she seems like she's on a bit of a mission. Okay. Um, She's got all this stuff to create value out of and, and um, I think she seems like she's wanting to make it up cool. to you guys. So that's what she's doing. I'm not going to bother her. I'm going to let her do her thing. Yeah. But I turn to Brick and say, there's no chance that you guys got any uh, vegetables, fruit, <laughs> bread, anything that's not meat. I'm afraid there was no bread in the forest. <laughs> And like Catalina's gut kind of like drops because she knows she's, she she doesn't eat meat. So about this point, Cat will turn around because it's been like twenty five minutes or twenty minutes or so mm-hmm. since I left. Delvin standing there, uh, clothed again, thankfully, uh, with a towel wrapped around his head. Uh, he's got like a full <laughs> ball, like with his hair, and he says, um, "Oh, there's plenty of meat on, right?" And he nods towards the venison. You can have some of my bread rations. Lilith does sort of mention over her shoulder, broken from her rhythm, sort of says, um, I, I do have some things if, uh, if meat is not your, um, for your appetite. I will get to that briefly. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I also want to go look over all the carcasses that they've yep. made. <clears throat> and I say to the one that has no teeth, and, <laughs> what happened to this one? Um, Robin is perfect lines. And looks, yeah, I know. Looks like, <laughs> looks like Brick got its tongue and it got Brick's tongue. I was going to make a joke about fetch with a too big a stick. <laughs> but, but you didn't, so you just stood there awkwardly and silently. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> when facing many opponents, it is best to disable or disarm as many as possible while you're fighting. And uh, this was the easiest way. Okay, then. I am no warrior, so I'm just going to assume that this is normal. Cool. You guys have a few hours to kill uh, as breakfast gets um, cooked up and the pelts dry out. Again, Lilith is just in a flow state and it's kind of magical. It's a bit enchanting. enchanting, So you could just sort of stand there and watch the whole time because this is... uh, an artisan who's done this their whole life and very good at it. Um, but you can see everything in the broad light of day and it is actually a pretty beautiful place. Um, you notice that the sort of hut that is built out of skins and at the mouth of this small cave um, is adorned with interesting little trinkets, like collections of things you've gathered, of all looking at sort of a cultural um, denominations. Like you can see some religious items from uh, denoting Ironspire and, and the the utmost loyal. And you can see some Watcher tokens and you see some um, interesting like animal, small animal like almost like, I wouldn't say, what's the thing where you dry out an animal in your... Taxidermy. 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 Not quite that, but 
Sturge, and it wouldn't have been made by her, but very foreign-looking things that have been preserved, like a peacock tail and just very interesting things that are like the collection of an outside world that maybe she's interested in, but uh, we'll do on, on the wall. And even some weapons. It's really odd and interesting-looking things. So if that's something anyone wants to investigate, you're welcome to. But otherwise, the... Uh, animals start to sort of sleep around a little, a little bit, and Churl seems to have taken a liking to Mandela, yeah. who are uh, sort of patting it by do the fire and it's purring. Do <laughs> I? Can I appraise to see if there's anything of, of particular value in the markets, like that? She because she, if she's wide travelled and has taken things, yeah, is there certainly. any oddities of any kind of? Absolutely, like, you can make a roll with your vocation mm-hmm. on trade. I'm going to say challenge level three. It's a, it's specialised. Oh, only two. two. Mm-hmm. My head's a bit steamy. I just look over it, kind of um, discount it as the collections of some kind of mm. weird wilderness person and don't pay. I'm like, yeah, it's probably crap because she's like a jungle mm. person. So, yeah. Being real, on a little an, bit on an intellectual level. You can start, not make much sense of the value of it. Yeah, it just seems like jungle knickknacks. And this is not the common kind of person. This isn't like a culture. This is like a to Delvin in gray in graded lands. This is more like a crazy person living in the forest because <laughs> it's not like there's a there's a jungle people that make their homes there, right? Yeah. So this is very weird that someone would be living in this circumstance. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, it's just like okay, this lady's kind of crazy and lives out in the forest. It would be very dismissible um, yes. intellectually were it not for something that catches the corner of your deeper attention and flits away. Okay. That might benefit from some sort of mysterious role if it were to be taken. Oh, does it, attack, does it pull me in that way? Maybe. Something might have... You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't get any, any sense That's of, what you get. Okay. Do I want to sniff that bad boy? <laughs> Down the road. I'm going to walk over to that item in particular. You don't. You, you don't notice. Oh, I just had a, a maybe a walk. You like of turn something. away and you go like a half a catch of breath in the back of your mind, and that's it. But it felt similar. It felt familiar. I glance back. Do I see any women? <laughs> no, there are no women in this pile of odd trinkets and Delvin scratches things. his head. Currently, my so- I'm going to say I'm not going to pursue my association. I haven't narrowed it down enough, mm. so I'm kind of like I'm still kind of half thinking that this is some kind of weird attraction I've been having lately, yeah. like <laughs> second puberty. Yeah, <laughs> like hang on, do I feel like this about dead things on the wall? Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Was there, like, I think for a moment, like, maybe there's, like, a fertility totem or something, like a little <laughs> calf statue. I'm like, no, 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 just, I'm done. I'm not, I don't care. All right. I walk away. You walk away and uh, breakfast is served. Uh, you guys tuck into a, a bit of a feast. It seems that quite a lot of the meat, and there was a lot of meat, uh, has been being preserved and put to the side. It will take some time to dry out, and she apologizes for this, um, but seems to be able to put together enough that you can take for your journey. Um, if you want to come back and, and take someone that's probably prepared, you're welcome to, but something tells me your journey will continue. So, and she presents like a, an array of different, um, things that she's gathered and prepared that will last you, you know, for a few days, uh, and seem really well put together. And as you eat breakfast, something a little more fresh and less concerned about how long it's going to last, um, though not prepared by... A, someone with a culinary mindset, she has the advantage of 
being surrounded by some of the freshest ingredients you could possibly imagine. Uh, and everyone roll a perception check. Challenge level three. <coughs> three. Crushed it. Three for Delvin. Three for Brick. As did you, Brick. Oi, Maraddy. Oh. Three. Even for the bleary-eyed Catalina. So all of you notice, it's it's subtle. Um, she obviously isn't used to being observed, um, but she doesn't know that you're watching her in this way while she was preparing. But through the course of the hours that preceded your breakfast, you would notice here or there, every 15, 20 minutes, one of the animals would come up with something, like a little thing of herbs, or a bird actually came in at one point with like a sprig of some something that it had picked. Almost looked like if you weren't observing, it might have been carrying something to a nest or whatever. It's just general activity that seems like just nature being nature, but there's a little. It seemed like there was a little more to it. Um, they were sl- a few of them were slightly assisting, and they were the ones who were more around. They're sort of her friends. Um, this isn't something she was trying to conceal, but it's also not something she's conscious of or aware of as being any different. Um, she's just cooking, and every now and then one of her friends seemed to bring something along to help. And that's it. Um, but as a result, you actually, you know, have some ingredients that have been sourced to balance, like to bring things together in a really nice way. Um, you know, just a little bit of basil and a little bit of, you know, honey um, and meat and there are vegetables that she'd gathered from outside, some different things, so she'd put together a thing. She looks at you oddly, like, and actually says in, upon serving, here is your food without the food. <laughs> she, she catches us up and I'm like, no meat. How do you su- survive and not waste away? Sustenance can be found <clears throat> in various things. Such as... Pretty much everything you've put into this bowl for me. I don't know how long that would last me. Well, I must say that you are incredibly strong and agile, so maybe there is something to it. I was going to say that uh, Catalina here, most of the work she does involves talking, so I can't imagine she needs as much fuel as you do. That is fair. She's... uh Slightly concealed a blush at your last comment, um, but otherwise is gra- graciously hands you all the these like wooden bark plates of like of food, um, and you have a re- actually a really good breakfast, one of the better, better ones you've had in a while, especially because it's just so different to what you would expect, and just the flavour is vibrant and fresh. Uh, the meat for those of you who eat it is really well cooked and juicy and tender, I eat a lot and of it, incredible, yeah. And I there also is a lot eat of it. A lot of it. <laughs> wet meat, woo. <laughs> the wet meat. Um, well, as I said, you said it's really well cooked. I'm going to assume that some of it really is really well done. Yeah, well, it's to no, no. to your liking. She's actually she's being a host. She's not. It's clear that she lacks any confidence being a host, um, but she's really trying hard. Um, mm. It's really clear from her behaviour, especially by her closeness that you've observed with Cheryl that you've. In no uncertain terms, saved her life, um, saved the life of her friends. So she is trying to pay a debt, mm-hmm. um, and and trying, you know, trying to do that as fully as possible. But you enjoy a scrumptious breakfast and are loaded up with a whole bunch of stuff. 
how are you going to how are you going to get <coughs> away from the next thought to come after you? That's never been a problem. It's a problem now. I I suppose I could move deeper into the forest. There's I don't know how well you keep abreast of affairs, but what some might call magic, the king's hungry for it, and he found out he can take it. Magic. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're doing it, whether you know it or not, though. She has n- literally no idea what you're talking about. I just, I, you're I, like speaking riddles that's right. to her. I'm just like, pe- <clears throat> people who can affect the world in ways that others can't. People who can have deep friendships with animals that others can't. That kind of thing. They're hunting them. Hmm. Just be careful, that's all. Always will be. Likewise, but, I mean, it seems you are all, especially with... Um, <laughs> We've got a brick. She, uh, she nods over a brick. He's just like, I, I've, I've seen him attack, let alone protect. So Now, I, brick, you've had wet meat in a stew. What do you think of soft meat? And I motion to, like, a <laughs> medium-rare uh, piece of steak that's beautifully seasoned. It still appears to be bleeding. I didn't ask what you thought of the looks, I guess. What do you think of the taste? I'm just going to say that if my food came to me still bleeding, I'd put it back on the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if it had happened, like, if it at mm. all in the meal. Eventually, when it's cooked to your liking, um, yeah. it still tastes like it's seasoned a little bit and not over-salted. Yeah. What's Brick's take on that? It is uh, very well cooked. Uh, I'm just worried how it may react inside. (laughs) (laughs) I've never thought about that, Brick. I haven't paid much attention to your uh, dietary after effect, but I'd imagine with your usual diet, it's basically like shooting out a cannonball once a week, eh? Great. Poo talk at the campfire. Delvin is a <laughs> bit of a... Gr- like, I think we've learned by now. Delvin's a little bit rough around the edges in that way. He's a bit cheeky. What is a cannonball? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I won't go into it. Anachronism. <laughs> I'm assuming cannonballs exist. I wouldn't oh, think so. Oh, no. Cannons? Ships? No. I don't think they would. No. Cool. Then I'll say I, I replace that with a sport ball. <laughs> sport. No, like your sport. What the, the, Let's move on from the uh, the poo metaphors. You get it. Uh, yes, you make you make a really well it's chosen beautiful metaphor. Yeah. appropriate for the time. I look over to Medela and roll my well eyes. Done. Yeah, she like giggles. Um, eventually, you all finish up in your breakfast, and um, cool. She uh, <clears throat> Lilith walks up to you and holds up three wolf pelts. Pretty well dried out at this point. Um, I recommend you lie these out uh, upside down in the sun for a full day. Um, but they should well and truly 
So she's treated them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah. Different herbs and things that could act as like disinfectants essentially. Um, they need a little more time, but they will be close to what it takes to buy a new bow. And she sort of sheepishly like, uh, uh, there is someone I know in town who might collect it for me. Um, she sort of describes this person in town and sort of asks if you would be willing to to acquire one that he could bring. That's easy. No worries. Thank you. I hope my humble abode has been has served you well. Thank you again for your protection and help. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Likewise. Let me show you to the edge of the forest. Cool. She helps you all back up on your journey and uh, you start to head out. What's the time of day? I'm going to say it's about 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a light look breakfast. <clears throat> You'll pack up and head out. As you're journeying along, um, there's a little rumble that you feel that goes away briefly. But moments later, about half a minute later, the earth underneath you starts to shake. Um, in a way none of you have ever really experienced before. It's not hugely intense, uh, but you've heard stories about something called an earthquake before, so you know what it is, and you're assuming that that's what it is, but you're experiencing a medium to lowish earthquake for a 20 seconds. As you can sort of see the clearing of the, for- the edge of the forest ahead, so you've, you've been travelling for a few hours, but you feel the earth rumble and... Um, I look at Brick and I say, Oh my, that meat really did react with you. <laughs> and then just crack a massive smile. I would have taken a balanced combat stance to try and keep my feet yeah. the second it started. Yeah. I wouldn't say anyone needs to make a check to see if they're standing, um, but Brick is definitely the most stable <laughs> through that period of time. But I'm assuming like holding Medela or yeah. something. Yeah, uh, let's. I'm just going to make a destiny roll to see if anything in terms of the trees or canopy. Oh, three. Ooh. Okay. Oh, there is. Everyone, make a perception check. <clears throat> Challenge level two. Oh yeah. I I, I see into the fourth dimension with five successes. <laughs> As does Jen. Ah. I see nothing. You're too busy looking at Medela. One success. Okay. Um, there is a tree that falls ahead of you um, that everyone but Brick notices is falling towards the group. Um, and Brick is focused on Medela and holding his stance. Um, so there's plenty of time as it starts to creak and tip to move out of the way, but Brick is just like doing his things. <laughs> Do you guys want to just like you know? Yeah, I grab him around I, the arm and, I yell at and him. pull him to one side and say, "Get out of the way!" I get out of the way. <laughs> cool. Dragged along behind, and then a large tree, large like very tall forest kind of like 
tree sort of falls and lands close to where you guys were. Wouldn't have exactly hit you, but if you hadn't moved, you might have gotten scuffled. Um, but as you travel, it it transpires as you reach the edge of the forest in another 15 minutes journeying that there was a, a bridge <laughs> that uh, that was apparently not very stable in the first place. That Lilith sort of looks a little confused and sort of turns to you and says, um, that, that one's usually... Well, it's usually more constructed than it looks right now. She's looking at this. It's a bit of a rope bridge. It looked like it might have been quite stable but old. Um, and the the river at this stage is a bit bigger. So it's going to be a little harder to navigate across. Otherwise, you'll be journeying on the rougher side of the river up along as you ro- approach I and I. So what do you guys want how to do? How big's the crossing? Like oh, look, I'm going to say it's a good four metres with fairly moving waters. It's not going to be easy to cross, but it's not going to be impossible. Um, but it might risk some of your equipment or, unless you can think of a better way to cross the river or you'll have to journey on the less comfortable side of it. Hmm. Is it... Um, is the rope bridge still connected or is it completely collapsed? It's split in the middle. So but there's the rope and... Rope is connected still? Split in the middle. The, whatever was holding it together across the oh, middle of the bridge right, has right, collapsed, right. and so there are two sides of the bridge that have fallen okay, and sort okay, of slumped. So there's on no it. still connected cables. Yeah. And it looked like there might have been sort of like some stakes. There might even be two half stakes sort of in the middle of the river that are sort of tilted that were helping support the middle of the bridge. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't constructed by an engineer or yeah. for you know the long term. So it might have been built 50 years ago. Now it's never been put to that test before. So it just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's used yeah. to having people move on it and across to a, like, not heavy, but not shaky. Mm. <laughs> so it just sort of fell apart. <clears throat> What's the play? Are we crossing or not? Can we get to the town without crossing the water? Um, at this, Lilith sort of looks a little unconfident. I It's been many years since I've travelled to the town, and usually I've crossed the bridge, so... I can't tell you, but I'm afraid this is where I cease to be helpful to you. How deep's the water around here? You've been in it before. I tend to avoid. <laughs> she um she whistles, and above this this bird that's been circling, um, she pauses for a moment, looking up. I'm just gonna roll a destiny roll. <clears throat> Yes, there is, there is a way to reach the town if you travel on this side of the river. It will take longer and be harder. Um, I think after a few hours' journey, you might hit some trouble. How uh, fast is the water flowing? It's spring, mm. so it's, it's moving. It'll be a challenge to cross if you're not athletic and prepared and perhaps tied up. What are you thinking? No, not thinking anything. It's just going to be tough. Yeah. Um, how tall is Brick compared to us? He's seven, eight foot, seven and a half foot. Seven foot. Okay. Seven and a half foot. Seven foot. And seven a and a half. half foot with platform shoes. <laughs> <laughs> got it, I, got, I got my hair spiked up. Yeah. <laughs> all of all, you, all one of it. Just one hair straight. Carry Medela. Brick, do you think you could put Medela on your shoulders? 
If we were to cross. If that is what she wishes, yes. I don't know. The water might be deeper than Brick can stand. I grab a stick. (laughs) (laughs) Throw it. Yeah, I'm going to throw it. Okay, you're spearing the water. Mm -hmm, Just to see if it, it, one, is going to land straight, which is a fluke, and then two, yeah, to see if how deep down. Make a throw check. Yeah, challenge love to see the depth of the water with a javelin throw of an uh, the straightest stick you can find. Yep, let's do it. Challenge level, challenge level three to find the stick, <laughs> and then I'll make the challenge level of the throw based on the stick you find. Okay, so perception <laughs> first. Uh, yeah, perception. Oh, hold on. <laughs> okay. Your burning eyes look around the forest floor. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so this is the fine stick. Uh, you two, three, do. Three. Oh, you do. Okay, you fish out a straight enough looking stick that's tall enough and straight enough to throw like that. Now it's challenge level three to throw. Jeez, Louise. You are the throw Boy, queen. Okay. Five, five successes. All right. So, what? like, out of nowhere, Catalina just, like, breaks from conversation and just looks around with tired eyes and just finds a fairly straight, tall, like, two-meter-long javelin-ish stick, walks up to the water's edge, and in a fairly high arch throw, this stick falls down and for a few seconds lands upright in the water mm-hmm. before it gets carried away. But it seems like the water is, I'm going to say, Meter and a half, meter seventy-five. So uh, it, it'll be peasy. up to you. It'll, it'll be up or above your head level. I've got a plan then. Brick that water head level and your bulk shouldn't bother you too much. You should just be able to walk out into it, right? Only come up to your chest. Have you stood in a river that's chest height? That's <laughs> flowing with winter, with like the, it's it's spring. The mountains are thawing. You said, it, would, be you said it was moving, but not like. It's like not it's, rapid, yeah. but even like medium to gentle that, moving that water. water. I'm not brick, so he's huge. Uh, a, a four meter wide river that's a meter and a half to two meters deep, moving at a consistent speed, is going to be too strong to stand against. Okay. The um the tree that fell before, how big was that tree? That ain't gonna happen. Dang. <laughs> it was like ten meters tall Dang. or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like one of those like red oak things, like one of those. What do they call them? Anyone? It's too big. Yeah. Anyone good at swimming? I sheepishly shake my head. Lilith looks completely out of her depth. <laughs> Starts to like take a step back, just like. <laughs> I'm like, by barrowing standards, I can swim, but that ain't good standards. <laughs> I think it'd be best if we walk along the bad shore of the river until we find another crossing where it may be shallower or a bridge. What kind of danger are you talking about? I say to Lilith. Mm. I didn't say danger. I said trouble or challenge. What kind of challenge? <laughs> well... The river's a challenge. Aye, but that's a challenge we're not very good at dealing with. Shouldn't be that much of a challenge. Is it water or is it rock or is it tree? 
She just sort of like hints at the side of the forest where it's like very scrubbish and like okay. it just she just indicates that you know it's just going to be a uneven. It's I'll, not. It's not a paved road. I'll <clears throat> I'll be a barrow and true to my heart and say I'll take any hardship of the land over that of and I gesture the <laughs> rushing water. Yeah. All right. So you're going to travel on the um, uncomfortable side of the river. Yep. Let's uh, let's everyone make a survival check as you journey forth. What's the challenge level? Challenge level three at the moment. Oofed. I'm not going to roll. You're not going to roll? What's your survival? Two. Oh, Mine's no. two, two. Oh, no. Delvin gets one, one success. Oh, no. I'm literally only good at combat. Okay. That's a you problem. Roll. Roll survival. I, yeah, stand, by my, roll. I stand by the challenge. One. So you have two... Uh, Negatives on yours. You have two on yours. I had twice as many dice. They didn't get me anyway. (laughs) And you have failed. You have miserably failed. I'm going to put that one to your tiredness. I'm just going to say that it has impacted your ability. Um, Mm -hmm. But through many hours of traveling, this this is rough. There are parts where there are sort of like slippery bits that are embankments and there are some jagged rocks mixed with a lot of brambles, sometimes so thick you have to, like, you know, Brick is hacking away with his axe but is also getting caught with the brambles, so it's hard. The river's also getting a little wider, so it's not going to get easier to cross anytime soon. Uh, both Brick and Delvin are going to give a level one injury to. Oof. Catalina I'm going to give two level one injuries to. Um, this basically meaning you're covered in cuts and scrapes all on your lower legs. And I'm going to say at one point Catalina slipped through one of these like muddy patches trying to get across this part, right into a part of brambles and a sharp rock that sort of hit your side. So you're probably like you're winded and oh, great. cut in a few different places. Everyone is like now covered in mud, that washing from this morning, bit useless because you're all like, you know. Gross. But Medela, I'm assuming, is fully protected through. Uh, she takes precedence. Yeah. She's being carried. So the reason, I'm going to say Brick probably would be able to be reasonably unscathed were it not for the fact that his yeah. whole intention is on protecting Medela. Yeah. <clears throat> now I know why um, they built the bridge. You have obviously parted ways with Lilith who sort of bids you farewell and further describes to Delvin the, um, the person he she trusted to sort of help her with the trade um, and uh, said farewell to you. But many hours have passed and the sun is starting to get low and you don't know how close to town you are. But you do see... Uh, as the later afternoon starts descending upon you, along the road, a, a, a horse galloping from the direction of the town that you had left far up the road. Obviously, that town is, you know, well and truly out of eyesight. Mm. But um, you know that that's where they're coming from. Uh, everyone make a perception check. Challenge, uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you something based on what you get, but I have a pretty good idea as to what it will be based on the rolls. <clears throat> Injuries, is it physical checks or is it all checks? It's all physical-based dice checks, so it's not perception. perception. It's a normal perception so, roll. What level was the injury, sorry? How do level we define one injury? a physical-based dice check? So uh, combat or throw or grab, so grip. Strength. Strength. And then acrobatics is Acrobatics physical. would be physical-based. So things that involve your body and coordination. That's something we should clarify. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> uh, I have one more dice. Okay. Yay, three. Three. Cool. Four, five. 
five for Catalina, three for Delvin, and four, five for Brick. So Brick and Catalina both quite keenly uh, aware. Delvin more peripherally, but still able to pick up that there is a rider, a messenger, um, a Graydon messenger coming from that direction. Catalina and Brick recognise this messenger as... Uh, Beckett, the handsome sleazebag <laughs> from a, a few uh, from yeah a few nights earlier. Oh, goody! Um, but you recognise him, and you catch enough of a glimpse of his face to see uh, panic, <laughs> and he races past completely, like misses seeing you guys. But obviously, right, focusing in which direction towards I and I. Okay, that's all. That's all you see. You just you know who it was. In you both sense he's panicked. And you notice him racing. You've, Catalina, you have seen messengers run messaging pace before. This is a little faster than messaging pace. So he's not quite concerned about the longevity of the horse. He's consistently, he looks consistent with the speed of the message being of utmost importance. So that's everything you pick up. <clears throat> well, at least we know which way to go now. Looks like something fun's been happening mm. back up there. Continued journey. Uh, I'm going to give you a survival check. I'll say that was the difficult part that you hit because you're pretty sore and sorry for it, but now it's going to be a survival challenge level two. Is that a physical check? Oh. Yes. Does that mean I can use my strength as a base for it? No. So, oh. Right, I won't give you the minus. It's just survival. It's more about, let's say in this case, it's about foot placement. It's about... Um, you know, making the right choices in your traversal. So you get a one success. I have twice as many dice. It's no reason to have twice as many dice. What was the check? Sorry. Brick and Delvin get one. It's challenge level two survival. And one. So you all get one. You all fail by one. Rather than an injury, I'm going to say in this case, you've been traveling so long and hard that the effect of this is you're all utterly exhausted. So now, Catalina, you're going to have... I'm going to give you all a negative one on on all dice checks. That is based on your exhaustion. It's not Mm -hmm. an injury, but that means you have a negative two on physical-based dice checks and negative one to every other check. Mm -hmm. But though... The last uh, flickers of light of the day are fading. You do see far from the distance the uh, the horizon of I and I. It's about an hour to get there. You'll be traveling in the dark, but there's one among you who's probably not too concerned about that. And the um, the forest is starting to depart from the the river side that you're on, um, and you're probably fairly confident there's ways to cross that river closer to the city. So, Rick leading the group, I'm assuming. <clears throat> if you would like to continue, I can lead the way. It looks pretty smooth sailing. Starting to, yeah, it's not going to take much from you. To, except that I'm going to roll a destiny <laughs> dice right now. Okay. Uh, ah, yeah, pretty pretty well smooth sailing. You got a 16, so yeah, it's all good. <laughs> I, I will, ain't sleeping here. <laughs> I will endure. Very well, follow my lead. There's a tavern an hour away and you think I'm going to stop. <laughs> a renewed I've surge of energy and vigor. I've um, had worse pub crawls. I say looking at my guts and on my hands and stuff. You, are, you reach 
uh, a much closer distance to the town. At this point, you're traveling in the dark and it's quite dark. It, the moon is not full at this stage as well. So Brick is in the lead uh, and you're all fairly blind and sort of probably using the sense of touch to hold um, a, a sense of you know place and awareness as Brick leads you forward. But the ground is much flatter. Um, the river is much wider. It's about you know, a good five metres wide at this point. Um, but, yeah, ahead you reach, there's a multitude of some much more well-constructed bridges and some farmsteads and you're on the outskirts of a much more established town, verging on city, uh, walled around with, a, as you approach it, a brick wall. Uh, Catalina has been to I&I. &I. Um, sorry, but Delvin and Brick have not at least any time recently. Delvin's trade has been much more concerned between the Burrows mm -hmm. and uh, the Felmore trade. I and I is fairly imposing and it looks like it's uh, blocking out from the outside. It's walled primarily in two directions, north and west, um, facing along the directions of the rivers and built over where the fork of the river is um, split. Um there are, there's quite a lot of houses outside of the, the walls. It seems like it's populated enough that it's overflown a, a little bit and there's, you know, some inns and stuff that you can probably go into on the outskirts of town. Um, as you approach it, you're sort of being, becoming aware that, okay, you're, you're sort of entering town now. Um, but the wall is looking pretty high. I'm going to say it's like a good five or six metres high built of stone with some iron, um, almost like, construction framing around these walls with some spikes at the top and uh, you're starting to come across people and some guards and a little more activity some of some of whom give you a little bit of side eye like you are oh by the way covered in filth and grass and like twigs and brambles in your hair you do not look like <laughs> well looked after travelers and you are freaking exhausted what would you like to do <laughs> Approach the first person I see. He's, uh, he's an old man sort of scraping along the front of his, um, front well, of his garden patch. Evening, mate. He looks at you like, what have you been doing? Wandering through a bloody forest. We got off the path accidentally. Seems like a terrible idea. It was bloody stupid. Now, where's the best tavern in town? Best tavern in town, eh? Oof. I need he, he looks at you up and down is like you really mean the best tavern in town I need a bed and a bath not sure if a bed and a bath needs you mate he's <laughs> like even I don't know if the best tavern in town is going to be in your budget well that's for them to I could show I could tell you the tavern I'd recommend why do you have <laughs> shares in it or something no they just Make the best slager you'll ever find. What are the beds like? He's, he looks confused. It's like, they're beds. Like, what do you want? Who are you? You came from the mud. I'm very tired. <laughs> I'm very exhausted. And I'm used to a very okay. different lifestyle than this. I'm going to get you to roll a persuasion check. Yeah. He's, he's skeptical of you. You look like an outsider covered in mud with very strange companions. He can't quite see in the torchlight as the town is sort of a little more lit, but still you're on the outskirts. That's fair. Okay. Five successes. Uh, you're, you're oh, wait, I had one less dice, so let's just call it four successes. Okay, sure. Four successes. Three. So you successfully 
um, in earnest, you sort of pick up on his mannerisms and sort of like coach him into being a little, letting mm. down his guard a little bit and eventually goes, all right, uh, all right, the sheepskin in, uh, that's the one I like. Uh, that's got really, really good lager. Ugh. Good safe place from the missus, if you know what I mean. But um, look, if you're looking for fancy, you're going to want to go in the centre of town. They're a little pickier about their company in there, uh, at least the people who attend there. Might uh, second guess your welcomeness. He looks around at your companions and sort of leans in and says, Now, I don't think there's a problem you being borrowing, to be honest, but... uh, What's that? He sort of says, like, nodding at the brick. <laughs> That's my way of ending arguments. Or picking them. I Depending they, on the inn you go to. Sure, but they always end in my favour. If you're looking for a stupid fancy bed <laughs> for a far too high price and unwelcoming people for your company... Head to the Golden Oak. If you're looking for a good ale and people with mm, a little more of a relaxed attitude, go to the Sheepskin. Destiny roll for Delvin. 14. We're going to the Golden. No, that's a good result for the party. High is good. So that's Delvin <laughs> kind of goes, all right, as, if it's good. Like he said it's good. He hasn't said it's a crummy tavern. He said it's good. My my weakness is the quirk of wealth. I always want uh, the, best. the best, but I think that there's a spectrum in life and you're willing to accept good, but I wouldn't be willing to accept like a crappy tavern. Mm, sure. I'll go to a, a nice place if it avoids trouble for everyone. I'm not, if, yeah. because I rolled well. If I'd rolled poorly, I would have gone. <laughs> yeah. I have an idea of like the grade of the inn, but mm. I'm just going to make a destiny roll to sort of see, uh, you know, how much they could cater to some of your wants. Yeah, okay, so you arrive eventually after a bit, you know, you've been directed to the journey to go. You pass um, a couple of grey guards. This is an established place. This is just the norm, but you're starting to get a few people just sort of look at the group and whisper a little bit. A couple, uh, you might interpret their glances as, like, knowing. Like, they turn to the person next to them, like, is that the, yeah, I think it is. That's so, you know. Almost like your reputation might have preceded you uh, to this town a little bit. Who knows? But you arrive to the Sheepskin Inn. It's a it's a shambly little place. It's um bigger than the inn you last stayed at, um, but a a little older, a little more quirky, a little like a melting gingerbread house. So you know the sides are a little little <laughs> leaning and things like that. Better bloody have cottage charm. It's got cottage. Oh, thank you. Otherwise, you, I was going to have to yeah, walk out. It's got some lovely, you know, some herbs growing around out the outside okay. that it's clear that they use in their cooking. Uh, it's got some some merry people around the outside and a couple of sad people around the outside enjoying the inn as many people enjoy their inns. And you walk in and it's not as lively or as rambunctious as the evening you previously experienced, which was a real event, a real moment in that town. This is just a, a night in life. You know, some of the people are out and about, some are not. Uh, and this is this seems like, you know, a fairly standard inn. And you walk in covered head to toe in mud and brambles uh, and the room quiets a little bit. I take my shoes off at the door. Unless the floor is commonly traipsed mud through it, then I'll traipse no, mud. Yeah, you take your take shoes off. Take my shoes off. off. <laughs> yeah. 
man walks up and says, Travelers, I suppose. You're not from around here. Oh, we took the uh, the stupid path here by the looks. I've seen that before. <laughs> that bridge. I've heard they've had trouble with it or been doubtful about it. <clears throat> yeah, whatever made the land shake before took it. It's gone My, now. you felt... I can't believe... Kind of starts groaning. She's visibly in pain. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, lass, uh, you're going to want to wash that wound, and he actually sees some blood in your side. Uh, it's not, like, bad, but with some intention and a little yeah. bit of wrapping. But it's like, look, uh, put some coin down for the care, and we'll make sure to look after you. But uh, you might need some looking after. Perhaps. Some, some. after. Looking after. I've got to pick a freaking accent. You might, you might need some looking after. I think that's where I was at yet. <laughs> Perhaps a place for us to wash up before we dine at your fine establishment. I say, glancing down at my hand-knitted socks. Let me see what I can arrange for you. And he sort of heads off and he, he hands you over to one of the caretakers of the inn who starts to, you know, just explain their rates and blah, blah, blah. They mm-hmm. have a cush room. Okay, good. Uh, and I'm going to say it's available. It's not all that busy. So you can you can grab it. It is, cool. uh, you know, you, you uh, get your cushy room. Um. Catalina, you recognize the musician. Okay. You recognize Adolin, who traveled with you uh, oh. to Felmore mm-hmm. um, almost a week ago. Um, and he hasn't noticed you, but he's, he's playing uh, a lute in the corner of the room mm-hmm. and just being the sort of the inn's music for the evening. <clears throat> Catalina wants to get bandaged up first and <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. not look like crap because <laughs> she does care about her appearance to some. 100%, yeah. It's yeah. So you guys are all set up. Like, okay, they show you to your rooms. They actually have a few different private washrooms um, with some hot water. Seems like this town is pretty well set up. Uh, even this outskirt inn is, is pretty well established. It's been running for a good long time. A lot of people who have grown up with this this sort of in that you know that the usual thing they expect is a little disrupted by by this odd and dirty party but no one actually seems to have that big of a problem except for a few people in the corner of the room um you're shown to the washrooms and the the inn and you get settled in and if you want you can go enjoy your evening meal otherwise you can go settle in your room for the night until the morning arrives i'm gonna get you to roll for that wound just make a survival check challenge number one really basic 50 50. Okay. You clean out the wound. It's very sore, but without too much trouble, uh, and with the help of some of the ointments and stuff that they actually have on hand, you're pretty confident you're feeling a lot better and and you're not going to get infected or anything, and you you wrap up pretty well. So, after a couple of hours of just sort of care and cleaning, uh, you feel fit for whatever it is you want to do for the rest of the evening. Anyone else have anything in mind as far as what their intentions have been? Have a dinner and a beer with some locals and then go to bed. So, yeah, that's my plan. No wild, rambunctious. No, no, I'm, I'm, funnily <laughs> enough, I'm very tired. But uh, I did happen to spot a horseman, a messenger, bolt into town. Did anyone see? I say to whoever I end up near at the bar, anyone see that? What's that all about? This woman turns around and is like, Messenger? 
They don't really come to this inn. If you're looking to uh, send or receive a message, you'll want to move into one of the town ones. Oh, no, I just saw one bolt into town, like there was death behind him. You saw a messenger come into Ionai? What a strange day, she sort of says, like, <laughs> jokingly. You didn't say that right. That's like sort of saying, I saw a train travel the tube while I was in London. Like, this is, now you're entering Graydon territory. Yeah. They are the, a culture of messages and efficiency, and it's mm. like, this is, like, where it really... It happens. So I, I that's not it, uncommon. I know it's normal, but uh, is it normal for them to drive their horses to death? Sometimes. Depends if they're a worthy messenger and horse or not. Right. Having been to this town before, do I have any idea of where they You know, there are gone? several in, inns in a cluster in the centre of town where messengers are sent and received. Um, not all inns are part of the messaging system. Mm-hmm. Um, but the ones that are are the more prestigious ones and they're sort of like... You know, the king's inn sort of thing. <clears throat> um, Except for like outskirt towns where the inns are just where the messages go. Okay. I'm going to pat Darwin on the shoulder mm. and give you that information. Oh, that's all right. I was passingly curious. But if no one's up for a chat, I say widely to the room. Um, and I'm going to bed, I guess. A few people look at you like, who'd want to chat with you? And a few people look at you like a few. I would say a lady. Maybe the one you spoke to sort of looks like mm, chat or you know whatever. <laughs> I'll leave you to it then. I'm I'm going to say I, I socialize for an hour and go to bed yeah. regardless. I'm yeah. a sleepy peepy. Yeah, I would have just done whatever Madela wanted. So she probably she's yawning. Would have had. Like, She's starting to like drift as yeah. you guys, you're not traveling and stuff anymore. So, yeah, so she, you know, if she went and washed up and then went to bed, I would have followed suit. Yeah. All right. I'm also exhausted, but I do want to say hello to Adolin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before I go to bed. All right. Um, you sort of linger and it, it approaches sort of like that. At this point, it's like the evening. You know, by the time you guys have gotten settled and washed and you come back in a presentable state, you still look a little dishevelled, but for the most part, presentable. Um, I'd say it's the equivalent of like 10 p.m., 11 p.m., and things are starting to quiet down a little bit because people have work the next day. This is just a common sort of day. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's starting to ease up his tunes or whatever, but then he has the flicker of recognition and pauses his playing and says, Catalina, is that you? Adolin, yes. Ah, a surprise and a pleasure. My word, you you were in Felmore, of course. I forget myself. How are you? What has happened? What have you what have you seen? What have you learned? How much do I trust him? After having traveled with him, you know he's he has good intentions. Um he's sincere but not connected or respected in the way a Phoenician woman like yourself is. Um but you like him, um, and he's he's sincere. Okay, but he's not part of like he's not a. Um, he's just a Thinisian worker. Yeah, he was just assigned just to you for protection and company. Cool to sort of like as for your benefit, as far as like you know, it gives you a regality in in these parts makes you look more respected. But uh, otherwise, he's just like he's a farmhand, um, and you know that his task from the Thinisian perspective is learn the folklore learn the stories and write them down and yep. send them back you know but cool. otherwise it's just All right. straightforward i'll turn to him and say pray forgive me these uh, my travels have been harsh 
I'm completely exhausted. How long do you intend to stay? Stay? Oh, well, prior to this, I was uh, assigned in Geldervale, and after your journey and upon my return, I, I expect I should be placed here for a, another few weeks. But it's, it seems uncertain at the moment. In fact, I've heard rumours of uh, some of my compatriots who uh, have been quickly reassigned elsewhere, so I don't expect that I'll be around here reliably. How much do you know about what happened in Felmore? Very little. Well, I know um, back home they're wanting to know as much as possible, so if you know anything, of course, it would be beneficial to share. With, I... with that, And he's not assuming to share with him. He assumes you know yeah. to share with your your betters. Um, I'm going to tell him a really abridged version of just saying that the King of Flames has been declared. He's gathering people that have these abilities, claiming it's magic, um, but kind of keep it discreet as well, being like these are where I have been, but I, I don't tell them that we've found people that have these abilities or give any of those minor details out. But just kind of what everyone's already kind of already mm. knows. Roll perception. Perception? Yeah. I'm going to say... Still with the minus, yeah, because I'm exhausted? Not for the wound. Oh, no, but yeah, no, I'd say yep. yes. Still yep. with the minus. Challenge level two. Yep. Two. Just. Just. Yeah, you see a flicker of concern and... um. Like there's something he's worried about in regards to what you're talking about that he's trying not to show. <clears throat> you seem upset. Oh, oh, um, yes, uh, only for from what I've uh, uh, heard, people with such abilities have no control over them. Uh, it's not their fault, but it seems that there is. A war of allegiance taking place where, to no fault of their own, people are being forced to make a choice. And some of those people might be very young. That's all he says. He sort of like shakes it away. Yeah. You must be exhausted. You look. Are you okay? I am well, but I probably should go rest. Look, are you around tomorrow? Perhaps we can talk more. Yes, in fact, tomorrow is my rest day. Um, I had some plans, but I, I would love to catch up if you're willing. It would be amazing. And, I mean, I wouldn't impose to learn of the things you have gathered, but anything you share, of course, would, would help my understanding and thriving, if possible, in these parts. I hope you're well, Catalina. Mm. We'll speak tomorrow. I hope so. He nods. And he continues to play, this time a little more, a little softer. Okay. It's, it's wind-down music, and off you go to bed. Cool. Okay, sleepy time. Time to go night, everyone. Uh, Delvin, do you want to roll to see how you sleep? Just roll one dice, just see what happens. Just see how comfortable you are and how you sleep. Oh, good. Oh, good. Good. I'm glad. Well comfy. Good. Lovely. It's a success on the com comfort meter. <laughs> on the random comfort dice. <laughs> Your mystery comfort vocation. Um, yeah, you you all sleep quite peacefully. Um, in fact, quite deeply and a very recovering sleep. And the next day, 
you wake up. Well, I'll, I, let's leave that till next session. Yeah. But, um, you, you have a lot of recovering to do, so who knows? We'll see. But uh, that, I think, brings us to the end of Chapter 7. Um, thank you all so much for watching, and thank you to our patrons. Ooh. Ooh. Wait, I haven't done the... Wait, there we go. There, there they are. Oh, no, error 404, error patron, not found. patron not found. Mm. <sighs> At least the dark so we got a fix. Can we look into that? We got to yeah. re- thought we refreshed it. Anyways, well, Professor X1718, uh, good to see you again. Tickle Ducks so. looking very shiny today. Rainaya. Earth, Earth Angels Tarot. And Nick. And AJ Macy. Thank you all so much for joining us. Chapter 7. What are you guys going to do in town? What are the plans? Hide. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Got a bow. <laughs> Got a few. Yeah. Find out where Beckett went. I think I'll kill Jester. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Otherwise. Cool. All right. <laughs> what are we going to do? Um, continue our Got a mission. bit of time to brew on it. We'll see. Literally continue the mission <laughs> that we've been paid to do so I can earn myself a brick. <laughs> cool. Well, let's see how that plays out in the next, cha- next chapter. But in the meantime, I hope you all.